friends. I just wanted to create this audio because um, some of the topics I'm going to bring up in here have been coming up in my client sessions a lot. So I want to see if I can bring a little bit of light to um, this conversation. So I entitled this audio, Why You Don't Need to Understand Your Problems in Order to Heal. And the first thing I do want to say is like a caveat is that I am all about self-understanding, why we do the things we do, why we eat the way we eat, why we make the decisions that we make. Self-understanding is a huge key in um, being able to um, heal. There's a downside that I want to unpack with you that I've been through personally um, that I think will help your process go faster. So this has been coming up in sessions with my clients and you know I just want to bring some light to the conversation. So this is for those of you who are in the middle of doing this inner work, this work of healing your body, of healing your emotions, of clearing your blockages, of really wanting to understand why you're doing what you're doing. You're wanting to, you're working with emotional eating, you're working with why you're you know what the blockage is to healing. And um, maybe you're doing EFT tapping or emotion code or another form of inner work. And you're right in the middle of this process and then you have a bad day and you feel like I just want to shut everything down and crawl into my hole and figure out what's wrong with me. And you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling stuck and you don't really know what's going on. So I want to explain um, what's going on there. I call I call that the the inner labyrinth. And if you've ever seen the movie or the Broadway show Phantom of the Opera, you know how Christine gets led down into that labyrinth and it's like this huge maze and... Um, and it's, it's kind of, that's what's going on inside of our minds when we kind of go inside and we're trying to figure out, you know, where did I go wrong? What happened that caused me to feel this way? And again, you know, the search is good. The, the trying to go down underneath the surface and unearth the, the beliefs and the emotions, all of that is really good. Again, the downside is when we get stuck in a part of our mind that's trying to figure out what's going on and it's not really designed to do that. Um, the thing that makes me think of is, um, if you've ever seen the movie inside out and there's a section in there where they're looking out over this huge maze that stretches for miles and they're like, it's long-term memory. We're going to get lost in there. And, um, that's kind of what happens sometimes when, when we get like kind of down and depressed and we go into this like deep inner labyrinth, this deep maze. And you know, the, the deep desire to try to figure out what's going on so that we can fix it. But again, what, what we're trying to do is we're trying to use a part of our being that's actually not meant to figure this out, and that is our mind. Um, you know, there's two parts of the mind that, that is the way I describe it anyway. There's the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And the mind is meant to be a tool, but often we give it a job that is too big for it. And it's trying to figure out what's wrong with us, how to fix it. We get in this fix it mode with ourselves and we get agitated, we get stuck and it's just like end of world. And, um, the myth here is that, you know, if I can fix it, if I can understand it, then I can fix it. So if I can understand what my problem is, then I can make whatever changes that need to be made to fix this thing. And, you know, there's a little truth to that in the sense that, you know, the more you understand the problem, the more that you can um, start to align your life. Um, you can, you know, if uh, sugar and dairy and caffeine is not working for you and you decide I'm going to change that, then, um, you know, you're, you're going to see some shifts. No question. 
Um, I'm talking about, I'm not talking so much about that. I'm talking more about this stuck place that we get into where we won't move forward until we figure out what's going on. And, um, and we don't know how to use the part of our being that's meant to heal us and to help us understand uh, what's going on because our minds are so very complex and we really can get lost in that kind of maze of mirrors. So I want to give you a little bit of a roadmap to possibly help avoid that. Um, this has happened so much for me as I've been in the middle of my like inner work process. And if you know me very well, you know that I'm absolutely passionate about um, helping figure out what's going on underneath the surface, clearing out the blockages so that you can really shine and be the truest self that God created you to be in this earth, in your body, in your life, to not just know the truth, to be able to feel the truth. So that's my heart and that's where I'm coming from. And I've spent tons of time sorting through all this stuff and like trying to figure it out. And so I know the kind of the paths that look like they're leading to life that really lead to falling in a hole and getting stuck. Because sometimes the, the more time that I've spent with my problems, the less engaged in life that I've been, the more stuck that I felt, the more irritable. You know, my poor sister, Laura, who lives with me, she's been incredibly amazing as I've been sorting through all this stuff. One of the keys that I discovered in all of this is that more knowledge doesn't necessarily heal. The more you know about your problems, it doesn't necessarily fix it. Those of you who may have done therapy for years has its place and it's super helpful, but you, you do understand probably the concept of even if I know you know, about my abuse or about my um, issue in the past or what happened to me or my experience, if I know everything about it, it doesn't necessarily heal it. And so we have to find that place inside and, and our connection with God that will actually heal, not just help us mentally understand. Uh, again, we're trying to use a part of our minds to do this work that it's not really meant to do. Um, the, the analogy I think of when I say that is um, the, there's a, a retelling of the story of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it's a book that I love, and I think it's, it's fantastic, but there's this part in the story where uh, Belle goes into the library with the Beast, and you know how all of the... Um, uh, all of the inanimate objects are enchanted, and so they're like they're people basically, but they've been turned into things like, um, you know, candelabra and clocks and staircases and all these different things. So they walk in, Beast and, and Beauty walk into the library, and this staircase rolls up to them. And Beauty says, You remind me of my butler back in the city do you clean silver as well as he does? Kind of like, you know, tongue in cheek. And, and the staircase kind of rolls backwards and looks confused and dizzied. And the beast says, don't distress it. It will try to clean silver to please you, but it doesn't, it wasn't built for it. And that analogy stands out so much in my mind because when I read that book or that section in that book, I remember sensing God saying to me, that's like your mind. Your mind will try to figure it out to please you. In a sense, it will try to clean silver to please you, but it wasn't built for it. There is something deeper inside of us that was built to do the healing, revealing, light bringing type of work that's so much faster than the labyrinth we get lost in, in our minds. So we have to understand the mind is a tool to help us heal and to help us um, make the changes that we need to make. But it is a tool. It's not to be relied upon to um, be something that it's not. So with that understanding, 
um, that the mind is not built to do this job, you know, how do we work with it from here? So there's just a few keys. One of the keys is understanding um, what I call programming. Um, the mind has been programmed to um, believe certain things, to think certain things, to um, handle situations in a certain way, to think about money a certain way, to think about relationships in a th- certain way, to think about food in a certain way. And um, it's estimated that like 90% of your thoughts aren't even yours. Your mind has literally been programmed to think of life in a certain way. So just like the scripture says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The mind is what we have to work with in order to come back um, into health, but it's the part of us that has to be transformed. We don't want to get lost in trying to make the mind do a job it's not meant to do. So um, there are, in in the layers of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, there are what I call blockages. And the blockages in the conscious mind are the, the toxic thoughts, like that voice in your head that, that runs in your head all the time that maybe is negative or condemning um, or just maybe harsh. And, and that, um, that mind pattern, those are what I call blockages in your mind, uh, in your conscious mind. And then in the subconscious mind, we have emotional uh, blockages, the feelings, the memories, the self-beliefs. Those are the deeper part of our mind, the, the way that we actually feel about ourselves that may or may not be true. It may be something that's been programmed into us based on our environment in the past, because our subconscious mind, actually both conscious and subconscious mind, get programmed from very early on when we do not have a filter. All we are, um, our mind is just a, a sponge and it's picking up the world around us. It's picking up um, how, to, how to be in the world and really how to survive. The mind is a lot about survival. So um, what we have to do is we have to work with clearing the blockages out of the conscious and subconscious mind. And uh, there are a myriad of ways, you know, of doing that. I like to compare it to physical detox. Um, you, you just, you, what you're trying to do is you're trying to detox these, these things out. And there are several, I guess it's several ways of doing that. The one that I use the most is EFT tapping. I also highly recommend emotion code. Those clear the blockages out of your subconscious and conscious mind so much faster than um, trying to dive in and dig around and figure out what's wrong with me, if you know what I mean. So um, you can kind of compare it to like a physical detox here. Um, You don't necessarily need to know why all of that programming is there. That's a huge key. You don't necessarily need to know, you know, why I have this belief, why I have these thoughts running through my head. Maybe it was my parents, or maybe it was a school teacher in first grade, or maybe it was whatever. You can find all that out, and that's totally fine, and it may be part of your path. However, the faster way is just to clear it out, and that's the great news, is that you just get to clear it. You don't have to necessarily know. You just get to clear it. Kind of like in physical detoxification, when you are um, clearing those blockages on a physical level, you've decided, okay, I'm not going to eat all the crap, you know, that I've been eating. Um, your body will go into detox mode, and you know, you, it kind of feels like, ugh, maybe worse before it gets better. But as you're detoxing, you don't really need to know what's leaving your body. You just know I'm getting the crap out. Pardon my French, but it's an important thing to to realize here. Like, th- you don't need to know that. Your, what's leaving your body is the hamburger and fries back in 1987 that was never actually um, like processed out of your body. You don't need to know that. All you need to do is just let all of it leave your system, right? 
So we don't need to know emotionally or um, uh, uh, mentally exactly what's leaving. We just need to be able to clear it and give ourselves permission to clear it. So like, for example, um, let's just say that, uh, you, you know, you come back from work one day and, um, you are, you're not physically hungry, but you just feel like raiding the fridge. Like you just can't, like the first thing on your mind is I got to get to the fridge and I've got to eat something. And I feel all this tension, all this pressure. Um, you could sit down and you could really like think through what happened to my day. Um, where did this come from? All that. Um, and that's totally fine. And that may be, uh, something you have time for. Most of us don't usually have the time to like actually dig into that. Um, the good news is you can just clear it out. You can sit down and do a really quick, like EFT tapping session, which is maybe like eight to 10 minutes long and just tap through the emotions that you're feeling, tap through the stress or the tension or the anxiety all that stuff you probably absorbed throughout your day that you weren't really aware of and it got stuck inside your system or it was a trigger from something that was in the past. It could be a myriad of things, but you don't necessarily need to know or need to analyze it or spend a lot of brain power on it. You just get to clear it out and then you get to feel peace and you get to feel that relief that comes from just clearing it out. So that's, um, that's number one It's just clear the blockages. Just, you don't need to know, just clear it out. Just use, you know, EFT tapping. If you're familiar with that, if you're one of my clients or if you have done it before, that's a great, very quick way of clearing blockages, you know, get an emotion code session, do what you need to do. Just clear it out and be free. Um, the only exception I want to bring out, and this is a topic that I could spend an entire podcast on or more. Um, but it's, it's, um, it's something that would maybe be like a, um, an exception to that, that maybe needs a little bit more processing in order to unearth well. And it's what I call life messages. So um, life messages are things that um, are, are really more like messages in our life that are trying to tell us something so that we can thrive more. And the life, you'll know if it's, if it's a life message versus if it's just something that needs to be cleared out, if you do a ton of clearing and it doesn't go away, you clear and clear and clear and clear, or you detox and detox and detox and it just doesn't go away. The example for this would be, um, I have, uh, I used to have horrible digestive problems for the long, long, long time. And I did cleanses and I did, um, all the stuff you're supposed to do, colon hydrotherapy and chia seeds and bentonite clay and supplements and yada, yada, yada. And you know, the naturopathic doctors I did go to were like, um, I don't really know what to do with you. And, um, this was such a great, great learning experience for me because it helped me understand this concept of life messages. What my life message was, was that there were a lot of like self-beliefs I had about myself, um, things that I believed to be true about me that were not true, that were causing me anxiety on a daily basis. And all of the emotions and all of the energy was basically getting stored in my gut. That's where they got stored. Some people's will store maybe in their shoulders or in their head in the form of headaches or in their... in other places in their body in the form of physical pain. But the point is the body, um, is going to give us a life message to not to tell us that we're bad or wrong, but to help us thrive, to really bring us into more of a life where we can just really thrive and be our truest self. So it will not, 
the life message will not go away until it's heard. I like to say, um, you know, don't shoot the messenger. You want to seek to understand it rather than fix. And the symptom remains only as long as the need for the message remains. So once you get the message, it's gone, which is exactly what happened with my digestive issues. Once I got the message that these, um, these old, um, paralyzing self-beliefs that I had lived with for so long were not working for me and that I was meant to live with a sense of inner worthiness and love for who I am. And I was meant to step into my calling in a bigger way. Um, and I cleared out whatever, you know, energy, when I say energy, what I mean is emotional blockage in there. Um, digestion is and I don't have digestive problems anymore. Constipation is not an issue for me. It's gone. It almost feels magical. Like how could it have been in a sense that easy? So you have, you want to be aware and be open to those life messages, those things in your life. It's like physical body symptoms that are just simply trying to say, Hey, this, this way of operating just isn't you. It's just, it's causing all sorts of, um, havoc on your entire life. And so the, the life message is such a gift. The symptom is such a gift in order to bring you into alignment with your truest self and to really thrive. Um, so that's another, that's this one thing I really want to say about this to just be open to the life messages and, um, get whatever help you need processing what that could be for you. Sometimes it's a, a job that's just not working for you. That's just not you because you're meant to, you're meant to, um, be in another type of job that's much more suited for you or a relationship that is sucking the life out of you, or it can be something kind of big like that. And it can be something really small, like, that constant um, self-criticism will not work for you. So just be aware, life messages. Um, and then the third thing is um, the, the way that we can make this process go faster, not getting stuck in the, in the labyrinth of the mind and all that, is following the inner sense of lightness and peace. And, um, you know, we tend to think that we have to kind of like be motivated by things that are hard or by suffering or do the hard thing. Um, not necessarily. Um, there's a scripture that says the way of the spirit is life and peace. And that's what I use as like an inner compass. When there's something that brings you a sense of lightness and peace, that's God. That is the, the sense that you're meant to have when you're, um, whether you're working with your body and your health or you're working with a, you know, a decision in your life or um, the way that you want to run your household or the way that you want to school your children or whatever it is that you're doing. I work with a lot of um, homeschool moms, so that's something I'm kind of tuned into. But, um, you know, the, the thing that Jesus said is, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So you, feeling for the sense of lightness and peace is your inner compass. That's the direction you want to head. Um, speaking of that, I was, I, I just had a client recently, um, her, her, she was dealing with just a lot of like heaviness and struggle and frustration. And we did do some tapping on it, but her life message was to clean out her house. Her house was just overloaded with, um, lots of junk and things that she was holding on to. Um, and it, it fit for a certain season of her life, but it didn't anymore. 
And it was just causing her overwhelm and frustration every time she walked into her house and just this heaviness. And when she thought about doing like a garage sale or whatever, there was still this sense of heaviness. And I just said, you know, um, let's feel into the idea of just sending all that stuff to goodwill and just like clearing it all out. How does that feel to you? And, um, there, there were some blockages in the sense of like fear, a little bit of scarcity mentality, things like that. Um, but when she really felt into it, she felt this sense of lightness and peace. Like, wow, that would really make my life easier on a daily basis. And, um, so she, she, once she physically removed the stuff that wasn't serving her and just loaded it up, then it, then the, the, that sense of lightness and peace just was, you know, overwhelming and, um, so empowering for her. So that that's on a life level. It can be on a physical level, noticing which foods make you feel light and free and good. And as long as you're staying in the realm of congruent foods and you're being honest with yourself about what foods make you really feel good when you eat them, that's your inner compass. That is your guidance system given by God to you to help you thrive. Whatever it is, whether it's cleaning out your house, whether it's the way that you handle your relationships, whether it's the way that you're, the foods that you're eating, your, your compass is follow life and peace. So you uh, just ask yourself, you know, what makes me feel relief, lightness, a feeling of joy and connection, the possibility for freedom. That's the direction you want to explore. And you can kind of bypass the, the, um, the tension and the analyzing and the anxiety that's produced by the mind um, when you avoid the, um, that, that kind of um, inner mm, uh, tunnel labyrinth that we can get lost in. All right. So I hope this um, helps you bring some understanding and compassion to your journey. Um, I'm just sending you lots of love. Until next time.